snarky. That's how I'm feeling. I'm Allison, and her only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, the leader of the dork dungeon, Mr. Eric Robertson. Hello. He's got a dog in his lap. And a smile on my face. Oh, babe. We are so excited that you are here for episode 78. And it is going to be great. We are talking about, are you limiting your happiness? Oh, guys, why would you do that? Knock it off. Knock it off. I have the perfect story that I want to get into. Does anybody care about our kids? Do we have anything to say about them? Fiona's obsession with... uh... Empire Strikes Back. Fiona's now into Star Wars. You guys, she's obsessed with good guys versus bad guys. Because when we were watching Vampire Diaries together, she always wanted to know, is that good stuff in or is that bad stuff in? She loves Yuke. That's Luke. Anyway, Fiona's bringing a lot of joy to a lot of people, even though I know nobody cares about our kids. (laughs) Fiona... Fiona just doesn't care about you is really what it boils down to. She is putting no limits on her happiness. I think that's the lesson to take away from Fiona. So this idea, are you limiting your happiness? I was at the grocery store the other day. And I was in this really good, really relaxed mood. I was listening to an awesome book. I'm listening to Deepak Chopra's How to Know God. You guys, it is so bananas. It is so good. I love Deepak Chopra. So I'm listening to that. I'm feeling all like light and airy and I'm connecting to the universe. And this woman walks by with her son and he's probably like 15 or 16. Now listen, I am not judging this woman. Okay, it's just a really good example because I'm sure she's a lovely woman. And I say things to my kids in a not great voice all the time. But she said kind of like this, it's not tea drinking weather. Put that back. (laughs) And for some reason, this struck me as so funny. It's not tea drinking weather. Put that back. (laughs) What was he getting, like cube sugars? It was like tea. He had some tea that he wanted. And it's, you know, almost May. and. It's not tea hey, drinking weather. She's, she's right, I guess. But but here's here's why. <laughs> here's sure she's right. She's wrong. It doesn't matter. Not in England. Not in England. I just started laughing so hard because we all have these beliefs that we hold to so staunchly. Rules. Rules. Parameters. Limits that we do not even realize we have until somebody snuggles up alongside of it and bumps it like her son bumped this limit, this oh, rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she exclaimed, it's not. And, and she said it like she was teaching him a life lesson. Like, like he might have been older. I can't gauge with teenagers anymore. Like, because she was like, it felt like she was helping him buy groceries for his dorm. It it did not seem, or like an apartment. So maybe he was 18 and I just think they look 15. Did you notice any ramen? Yeah, I didn't. I, that would give it away. I honestly, I was too busy giggling because I was... I really wasn't laughing at her. I was laughing at how we all do this. They're laughing with me, Michael. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
We've been watching a lot of Arrested Development. I was just laughing how we all do this. We set these parameters. We set these limits, these rules. It can be tea drinking weather anytime you want it to be tea drinking weather. You can drink tea any damn time you want. Yeah, but, but what was so funny about it, what was so funny about it is it really did feel like she was teaching him. And I thought, how often we all do this with our children. How often we do this with ourselves. Like we have these completely made up imposed parameters and limitations. You, I said, Ginger, just go knock on your friend's door. She's like, no, mom said we can never knock on people's doors. That's un- not what un- I un- said. Unannounced, unannounced. I'm like, well, she's your best friend. You can go knock on your like best friend's when- door and ask if she can play. This is totally <laughs> false. I'm stepping in and saying mom's wrong on this one. But like, that's something I hate to do because I don't love it is when people show up unannounced to me. And so I told Ginger, she can't just like go over and invite herself over. And I, and that's one thing I totally disagree on. Yeah, I can see your point. So anyway, how does this apply to you? Okay, Spike. <laughs> that was loud. Okay. I think so often we're limiting our happiness. Now, this is something that Nichelle and I have having a We've been having a little bit of a a chat, I'll say, a heated chat (laughs) at the office. So over the last, you know, five or so podcast episodes, there has been kind of an emphasis on setting goals or what to do when you don't hit your goals or how to do hard things. And it can bring up this idea of... I really believe that you can create the exact life you want. I believe that you can reach all of your goals. Nichelle was pushing back saying... No, sometimes you you can't get what you want. You can't achieve goals. And then I go, Nichelle, you're negative and you're terrible. No, I don't say those <laughs> And so I've really been thinking about it because what do I really believe? And it, it applies to limiting your happiness. It applies to putting parameters around your goals, honestly. This is really what I've been able to boil it down to. I really do believe you get to create the exact life you want. I believe you get to achieve all of the goals you want. But let's say it's something like your goal is to have a family and you physically cannot give birth. And so Nichelle's point was, if you cannot give birth, then you can't reach your goal. And my my pushback is this, is that, no, the actual goal is the connection. The actual goal is to have a child or to raise somebody that you care about. And she's like, no, the goal was to push the baby out of the womb, kind of. And this is where I think we get tripped up. Mm -hmm. We start putting the exact parameters and the exact way we want the goal to look. And that's where um, so much of the the stress and the panic and the white knuckling life comes in. Yeah. I had I had a visual and it's related to the dork dungeon. A visual? Well, I just had a visual in my mind. Oh, I, okay. I, had I this, thought you said a vigil at first. I'm like, vigil. what vigils are you holding well, we in the have, dork dungeon? We can have a vigil later. <laughs> so I had this visual mm-hmm. and let's say you're in a cave and you're you're looking for treasure, okay? Just bear with me. I know this is... I like it. I'm in a cave and, and I'm looking and for treasure. Fla- you have a flashlight. And is the- there a goblin in the cave? No. There's always goblins no. in the cave. No, okay. not this one. Not this Gobli- one. Okay. Goblin-free zone. Goblin-free. <laughs> and you have a flashlight and you, f- and you shine down and you decide, oh, you see something shiny down there and that's exactly what I want and I'm going to be really mad if I don't get that. Like, Ooh, that, that is, yes. And, and you can see this because the, 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 the flashlight is on the... The, the mode where it's just really long and straight and it's just really bright on this one thing. It's, okay. all, you, it's all you're focusing on. It's all you can see. I love this. And you're you're getting closer and you're tripping over stuff and it's hard and you finally, 
you're, you're traveling along and you're getting so close. And then all of a sudden there's this like river and you can't get across. And so you just sit down and you cry and you give up because you didn't get what you wanted. Whereas if you just shone the light around the room, you're in a room full of <gasps> jewels, of things way better than the thing you focused on because you just were so determined. These are, yeah. these are the rules. These are the parameters that I'm only going to be happy with if I get this one little thing. How's that for a freaking visual? I love that visual. Goblin-free cave. That was a cave of treasure. There you go. And I think what happens so often in life is maybe you don't sit down and cry at the river. Maybe you spend 10 years building a canoe. So you get yourself across that river. Now, I think that's great too, because I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned from maybe building that canoe or working sure. towards what you want. But this is this is the ultimate takeaway, I believe, is that let's say you spend time building that raft, you spend time building that canoe, you would be sacrificing that treasure that is around you. That's already there. That's already there. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't um, get clear about a goal and work towards that goal. What I'm saying is I genuinely believe in the concept that the universe is working with you. And if you believe in God, that God is working with you. If you believe in quantum physics, that energy and quantum physics are working with you. And that the universe is not working against you. It is working with you. Yes. I had remember the quote I found today. Yes, it's I really love this. applicable. This is by Annie Lamont. She says, I when, love Anne Lamont. Anne, Anne Lamont. Oh, yeah, Anne Lamont. She says, when a lot of things start to going wrong all at once, it is to protect something big and lovely that is trying to get itself born and that this something needs for you to be distracted <laughs> so that it can be born as perfectly as possible. Let me read that one more time. I feel like this quote is exactly for me because yeah. I'm so impatient. And you, and, and you like to have your hand in everything. And yeah, control every little thing. She says, when a lot of things start going wrong all at once... It is to protect something big and lovely that is trying to get itself born and that this something needs for you to be distracted so that it can be born as perfectly as possible. I think that is beautiful. So let's say, how does this apply to you? Let's apply this to you. Let's say that you're going through a really, really difficult time. You're feeling really stressed. You're feeling like a loss in your life. What a beautiful thought that this pain is just serving as an amazing distraction. This just happened to my brother, Curtis. Give it to me. He was looking for jobs, and he was um, the company he was working for went under or whatever. So he he was looking for a job, and he thought this one would be perfect fit. Yeah, this one company, and he got very invested in it and had a follow up interview. So it looked like he was getting further down the line, and he didn't get the job, and he was super bummed and took it. And you know, it hurt. I don't know how personally he took it, but it was pretty devastating. He eventually found another job, and then three or four months later, that company that he was had so much invested in that he interviewed for laid off like seventy five percent of the people. Yeah. Which is exactly right. He had it wasn't meant to be for him. Now if you put if you put all your parameters on that was my dream job. Yeah. And he would have got it and worked so hard and just got that and just set aside so it could have been disastrous. And so I don't want the takeaway to be that you shouldn't pick a goal and work towards it and that if you get it, it's going to be disastrous, right? I just want us to open our minds to this idea of we very often put a lot of limits and boundaries on our happiness. And so I want you to think about something that you want in your life, something that you're working towards in your life. Maybe it's a family. Maybe it's a certain amount of money. Maybe it's a certain career trajectory. Maybe it's the result of a certain relationship. See, even what we can do there is we can start to say, I want to have an awesome relationship with my mother. But what you really mean is, I want this exact type of awesome relationship with my mother. 
Yeah. Right? I want her to do this. <laughs> and so my goal for this episode, Eric and I were talking about this, is just to give you this thought, to give you this idea of what if we loosen up our grip? What if we focus on what you maybe could refer to as the ultimate goal or the feeling or the intention? Whereas is your ultimate goal to have that exact piece of treasure in the cave or is your ultimate goal to have the treasure that is meant for you in your life? That's already all around you. And that's that's really truly already already there. Or or maybe or just right down the road where you're not looking. Looks different than you thought. It looks different. Than it you was thought. going to. So I wanted to share a really applicable example in my life. So right now through Allison's Brand School, we are launching the ultimate guide to influencer marketing, 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 marketing. This is my third time launching this course. It was called How to work with influencers to build your brand or how to work with brands to build your empire. And we combined it into one ultimate guide to influencer marketing because that's really how it worked best. It's launching right now at a flash sale price through Allison's Brand School. Okay. So you definitely don't want to miss out on that. If you are making millions of dollars or you only have one follower on social media, all of the principles apply when it comes to influencer marketing. But... Aside from me wanting you to buy that course and support our family, thank you, it's an amazing course. Last time when I launched this, it was in last July, and I had a huge number goal. First time I launched the courses, I had this crazy six-figure goal, and I was, you know, just working towards it and putting all my energy towards it, and I did it. I crushed it. I crushed the goal, and it felt amazing. So then I got into this, okay, I set the goal. I get clear about the goal. I make the number, and then I believe it, and I can do it, right? And how was I acting, Eric, last time when we were launching the courses? Bristly. It was now to be fair, we had almost doubled the amount of content in the courses and we were adding a lot of stuff, but I was putting so much stress and pressure on myself to meet this goal. I like tripled the number that I wanted to hit when we sold the courses. I think like 80% of me believed that I could do it and 20% of me was just like riddled with fear and anxiety. And like I said, and then we said in our what to do when you don't hit your goals episode, I didn't hit the goal. So then I had to examine what was I making this goal mean about me? What was I making this goal mean? And here's what I was making the goal mean. I was making it mean that I could pay my employees. I was making it mean that I hadn't made any mistakes in the hires that I had made. I was making it mean that I could set any goal and I could achieve it exactly how I wanted to achieve it. I was making it mean that everyone around me could have confidence and success in me. And then I had to start asking myself, and even now, you know, not quite a year later, I can look back and say, it didn't really matter if I made that exact money from this exact course launch, which by the way, um, the second course launch exceeded the first course launch. I made more money and it did exceptional, but I was so devastated that I hadn't hit the goal that I could barely appreciate it. And the first time I sold the courses and, and hit my goal, I was so grateful for that amount of money that I, I literally fell to the floor and I was like sobbing in the H&M dressing room. I was sobbing. And when I hit that same number partway through the sale last time, I was just mad that I hadn't gotten closer to the goal. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, and it's because I was so white knuckled on yep. that exact number. Yep. When truly, I'm going to be honest with you guys, my ultimate goal has never been to make a multi-million dollar company. I want that goal. That's a goal I have right now. But my ultimate true goal 
has really always been to share love. Yeah. And to not just share love, but to impact and change lives. And I've done it in a lot of different ways. And I don't say that to be like, oh, I'm so noble. Because I do have friends and I do know people who really like to build the company was their ultimate goal. And they've done it and they've worked towards it. Yeah, I kind of shifted my goal partway and started letting it mean that I was successful. And started letting it mean that I deserved to talk about certain things. Right? When at the end of the day, I have achieved my ultimate goal. I've accomplished my ultimate goal. And now I'm working towards new goals and new impact. And expanding it. And expanding it. And so I just really wanted to share that because you you can. Guess what? I can hit that monetary goal. I really, really can. But what is the treasure around me that I would be letting go of or not appreciating um, by getting so focused on hitting that number? And I want to share with you the reason I know it's not my ultimate goal is because if it truly had been my ultimate goal, I would have dropped every other thing that I was doing last year and solely focused on doing that. And I didn't do that. So I just want to throw that out there because I was really limiting my happiness. And we have been relaunching the courses this time. And McKenna, bless her heart, yesterday said, we've just been like, we're killing it. We're doing such a good job. This relaunch is going so smooth. We're happy. We're having fun. We're getting a ton of work done in this really short amount of time. We have everything organized. We've spent so long trying to get systems in place. And McKenna so sweetly yesterday said, I said, this launch is just going so great. And she said, um, what can we do to help it always be this way? (laughs) (laughs) And Nichelle and I started laughing so hard because like, that's like McKenna for, um, this is such less of a hellish experience this time. How can it always, you know, how can it be Christmas every morning, mom? Like, I I didn't know this was possible. Can we do it again? (laughs) Yes, that's exactly And that's exactly what it is. We're working towards a goal. We're working towards the launch. Whereas last time when we were working towards the launch, I was so hyper-focused on the goal and on the achievement that I was letting go of everything else. I was limiting my happiness. I was limiting the experience. And so... Like all things in life, there's the yin and the yang. Yes, we work towards the goal. goal, We set the plan. You listen to our past episodes. I still stand by everything we said. I still stand by everything we've been sharing about, you know, working towards goals and examining them. But I also just wanted to throw it out there to examine this idea of whatever it is you're working towards right now or whatever it is you're upset about right now. Ask yourself, what parameters and limitations are are you putting around it? And what I said to McKenna was, you're so sweet. You can just remind me that this is possible. You can remind me of that one time we launched the course and instead of being debilitated with anxiety, that um, we just went into it with ease. And you can help you know, remind me that I am capable of doing it this way and and use this as an example. And so I want you to to think in your life of times when you work towards something or you accomplish something or you achieve something or something happened that was awesome that you didn't stress and panic and worry about. Because we all have examples of that in our life. We all have examples of letting go. Eric, you shared a really cool story about a bow and arrow the other day that I was like, you have to share that on the podcast. (laughs) I think this is such a good example. I was probably like 13 at scout camp and getting the archery merit badge. And the instructor gave us a bunch of tips. He's like, all right, I don't remember the tips, but something with your elbow, your eyes, how you hold your body, how you 
let go, what fingers to use, was all this stuff. And I was trying to hold all these things in my mind, and it was very mechanical because I'm just, it was a new thing, and I was sucking pretty bad. And I got to the point like that I was doing so bad that I kind of just gave up on everything he said. And I, the next one, I just pulled back and let it go and just let it flow. And I seriously, like, I don't know if it was a bullseye, but I did that three or four times. And I was like nailing the center every time because I wasn't fighting anything. I just let it it flow and stopped trying to hold all of those little details and all those things in my mind that made it so like grating and, and uh, complicated. And that's, it was really, it sounds really dumb, but it was really profound for my life. And has been something that I've looked back to when things get really complicated or when I realize that I'm trying to control things too much. And what I pointed out to Eric when he shared this story is I said, Eric, I really think that's one of your gifts is that you're able to have the realization, I need to let go. I need to try not to control this. And then you're able to do it so quickly. It's like how I look over and I can be mid-sentence and Eric has fallen asleep immediately. You're able to like immediately relax and release and let go. And that's not something that I'm naturally awesome at. Now, that's not an excuse. That means that I just am not going to look at Eric and beat myself up that I can't immediately realize I need to let go of something and then let it go. That's just a gift he has, and it's a gift that you've also worked on developing. I might need to... It might take me a little bit longer. It definitely takes me a little bit longer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I have to come at it from a few angles. I have to understand a little bit more to let it go. And I do think I'm much better at letting things go quickly now than I was even like a year ago. Yeah. Right? There's definitely progress. So I wanted to offer you a few questions to ask yourself when it comes to are you limiting your happiness? And the idea is... Are you getting lost in the goal? Are you getting lost in the structure? Are you getting lost in what you thought you wanted? And so I'm going to offer you three questions so that you can examine this idea of if you're limiting your happiness. And the first question I want you to ask yourself is, what parameters are you putting on your happiness? You can replace happiness with anything. You can say, what parameters are you putting on your goal? What parameters are you putting on having fun? What parameters are you putting on falling in love? Don't limit yourself. You're like, I'm putting no parameters on being happy. I want you to kind of noodle and wiggle around until you realize there is something and just ask yourself, what parameters are you putting on it? Kind of ways to answer this question that I, I help people when I'm kind of coaching them is I say, what would have to happen for you to feel successful? What would have to happen for you to feel like you accomplished it or you achieved it? And the, and that and the answer to that is your parameters. Those are your parameters. Exactly. First off, you know, I'm always talking about the power of clear definitions. First off, I think you'll shock and surprise yourself when when you realize what the limits or the parameters are. I'm not saying that any of them are good or bad. I'm just saying that they are. Then the second question after you've asked yourself and realized what those parameters are, I want you to examine, are there any of them that you could let go? Are there any of them that don't serve you? Are there any of them that really aren't authentic or true for you? Are there any of them that have been given to you by other people? So those are a lot of follow-up questions to help you ask the second ultimate question of which ones can you let go? 
And then the third question I want you to ask yourself when it comes to happiness, a goal, love, connection, family, whatever it is that you've decided you've put parameters around, I want you to go back to that idea of, yeah, but what was my ultimate goal? What did this start as? Right now, I've made the goal perhaps finding the perfect person and getting married. But I think maybe the ultimate goal was, let's say it was something for you to have connection in your life right? Like, like peel down deeper to what that goal means. And I think if you go there, you're going to be able to set yourself up to find happiness and success so much more because you're going to put on goggles, essentially. It's like Eric's, um, you know, vision of the cave. It's like you're putting on night vision goggles, It's going to help you more clearly see in the dark. It's going to help you more clearly see what it is you actually want to be working towards. And I just really, really think so many of us can start to make the thing mean something, right? Where the the X amount of dollars means I'm successful. It means I'm doing a good job. When at the end of the day, that's, it doesn't mean anything except for what I make it mean. Yep. What I really want is to be able to pay my employees to feel like I'm doing work that makes a difference to get my steps in. (laughs) I really like getting my steps in. It makes me feel good physically. It makes me feel good emotionally. That's the game I've been playing with myself. So we hope this serves you. Just taking an examination, taking stock of the limitations, taking stock of the it's not tea drinking weather thoughts (laughs) in your life. Just, you know, Checking them out, taking stock of what box have you put yourself in and can we loosen up some of the boards and some of the walls of that box uh, so you can live in a greater state of ease. That's what we're talking about in Awesome On Demand and our feel-good statement in Awesome On Demand this month is this moment is the perfect teacher. So it's that idea of accepting the moment and, and seeing all there is to learn from it, all the treasure there is to be found in each moment. Uh, I want to remind you guys that only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. You're doing a fantastic job. And I would like to, you know, add again that this episode was brought to you by Allison's Brand School. And I just really want to encourage you, if you are newer and you haven't checked out my audio courses through Allison's Brand School of how to work with influencers to build your brand, these courses have helped hundreds and hundreds of people. The testimonials around these courses are incredible. And what we do is we interview nine industry experts. There's over 21 audios sessions. The course is set up so you can listen on the go, but then we also went ahead and took all of the notes for you, all of the big takeaways from the industry experts that we talked to. And Eric, you love the courses. Yeah, I love the courses. They have definitely helped me in my business. And um, it doesn't matter if you're a service provider, if you're in direct sales, if you are a bricks and mortar store owner, um, or if you're a person who has a platform or a message, uh, we approach the concept of influencer marketing from all angles. So, if that sounds like something you want in your life, we have a flash sale price through May 17th where you're saving money right now and then it's going to go back up in price. So be sure to check that out at allisonsbrandschool.com. And Eric, do you have a review for us? I do. It seems that the uh, previous episode about childcare- Episode 77? Struck a nerve. Woo! Good. Are there lots of reviews about that yeah, one? Yeah. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Uh, this is from Holly Theodore. She says this- oh, I, I know Holly Theodore. Okay. Well, well then Hey, girl. She says, this podcast episode 
but who is going to watch the kids, couldn't have come at a better time for me. I have three children, and people have been asking me if I'm excited for the summer, and honestly, I am terrified. <laughs> I have no idea how I'm going to keep a consistent work-from-home schedule and get anything done for my business, let alone grow to the levels and goals I have for myself. I'm barely getting all the things done during the school year. I didn't know how I was going to handle it, and I felt bad about asking for more help because the children have always felt like my job. This has really helped me think about it in a whole new light, and it was really refreshing to hear it talked about in a no-shame atmosphere. My kids would have way more of my attention and a less stressed and fun mom if I got childcare for two days a week and batch worked my content than if I consistently was trying to distract them from being with me so that I could sneak away to work. Wow. So, so good and so many aha moments. Things are changing and society's views and stories we tell ourselves need to change as well. Keep it up, Allison and Eric. These kinds of conversations are changing people's lives. Love you guys. Thank you so much, Holly. I'm so excited for your review. Thank you for listening. That means a lot. Um, we're going to send you some goodies from the Party with Allison swag shop. So be sure, Holly, to send us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. As always, all of the Allisons, well, that are my Allison things, <laughs> only have one L. And I already said it, but I want to say it again. I want to say it again. Only you can be you, and you're already as awesome as you need to be. What are you going to take us out on? This uh, we haven't done New Shack for a while. Ooh, yeah. And, and this is this is uh, we're working on a new album, and this is I don't think this is the final version of this song, but it's almost done, and it's called Anthro. <laughs> Bye.
Thank you.